one two mic check one two uh oh my god it's been longer than we podcasted but yeah hello everyone welcome to what's this podcast again oh yeah the premiere of release 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 yeah uh it's funty back here um <laughs> yeah sorry it's been a long time i've done this so it's quite a lot for me and i hope people have a lot of grace on me if i go if i kind of move mad and i just forget a lot of things but yeah um welcome to release releases um a show on the cornets extra sh- um podcast feed um we launched this back in november and yeah a lot of things happened and i just decided to wait and see okay let's see what we can do to make this work out but yeah and also with prayer and leading wanted i wanted to see if i should start or continue working but yeah i just waited and yeah so welcome to the premiere of release and i'm sure um uh, there's a voice in the background that was making a lot of noise <laughs> at the beginning of the show uh so yeah um i'm gonna bring in my co poncho yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i don't know why i said that but yeah, um i'm gonna i'm it's been a long time yeah, since so i did here it's, it's been right. a long time since i've done this but yeah um welcome to the show shibumi Thank you for being here on the release on the premiere of release. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, like, it's been a, it's been a minute. It feels weird being behind the mic again. Um, oh yeah, remember rendezvous, right? Rendezvous. I mean, our episodes are still out, bro. Uh, like guys, go listen listen to rendezvous. They had a lot of good things that it did, even yeah. though it's end. Like we're, we're probably, probably <laughs> you can probably tell what phase of my Christian life I was by listening. Bro. Exactly, but also I actually love it because like. I don't think anything is a waste yeah. of, of like nothing is ever a waste in like in this in yeah. anything you say nothing That's is true. a waste no experience is a waste like whatever whatever experience you have is so good I'm sorry I'm already started talking like nah it's nothing. okay That's what a podcast is I'm already <laughs> saying, whatever experience you have is actually good whatever like um whatever thing you do actually will always be useful no yeah. matter what you do so yeah yeah there's always stuff to learn from, especially, I mean, even, even if it's, even if it's like learning how to like communicate, like, I think that's the biggest mm-hmm. thing I took from that. Learn how to communicate like Christian matters mm-hmm. to people, yeah. you know, cause I feel like I listen back to that. Not to say no one should listen to it, but a lot of maybe uh, coming from a place of a lack of understanding, Oof. you know, and coming from a place of where maybe like just maybe not interfacing with people who are living certain lifestyles yeah. and I think that breeds like a lack of empathy. So wait, when you mean like people who live a different lifestyle to yeah. you? Yeah. You know, I'm pretty sure I made a joke. <laughs> I made a joke back there. I yeah. was like, like, you can't be like all these people. You can't be like all these people who like are sleeping Ugh, around acting like a dog or something. That's like, not something. Ugh. Yeah. And so like I listen back to that. I'm like, first of all, the first thing that comes is cringe. The second thing I'm like, oh man, that's so dumb. Like It's so funny. That's like a year ago. It's crazy, right? That's just it's crazy year. what you learn in a year. That's actually what you learn in a year, especially that I think I also went down the same walk. It's so funny. Sorry, this is not what we're meant to talk about, but <laughs> Holy Spirit, come and help Amen. us and guide us as we talk Amen. and let your glory rest upon us and help us to say what uh, the things you want us to say Amen. and not from our flesh. So, yeah, it's so funny. I think I've gone through the same experience as well, too. Um, also, learning that, you know what? I can't judge people. Oh, no. <laughs> I cannot judge people because it's the same thing. Like, I feel like, you know that thing that can never be me? I used uh, to be that kind of, can never be me, can never be me until uh, it's you. And I'm biggest, and God, the biggest lie we tell ourselves. It's the biggest lie, honestly. You can tell yourself that and I know all of a sudden you're just like, yeah, the point where it's you, I just like, say a word. You know, and I think like that's like ultimately like rooted in pride. Yep. You know, and like to say, I think even as Christians, we're very susceptible to that. It's mm-hmm. like you think you're so secure. <laughs> no, sir. You, you forget like sometimes it's really the Holy Spirit that's keeping you. You know, it's, where's you the part? Go ahead. There's a part of the Bible that says, you know, to him who is able to keep you from stumbling. Mm-hmm. You know, and so it's not like you can try and you can try and uphold your integrity. But ultimately, it's God who is keeping you from stumbling. So to say, and I think like when you understand that, yo, it can actually be me. Yep. That gives you like... That gives you humility because mm-hmm. you realize, bro, like, I'm not who I thought I was. 
you know yep. and i think ultimately like your surrender to god comes from mm-hmm. a place of humility yeah you know I, I was reading the book of proverbs like i was studying the book of proverbs last month mm-hmm. sorry i'm just sidetracking here we were, i was reading the book of proverbs last month and you know they kept on mentioning the whole verse about like the fear of the lord is being a wisdom yeah and then we spoke about this actually yeah and I don't know, I, th- I got this really, really, really good revelation because for the mm-hmm. longest time, I never understood what the fear of the Lord meant. Mm-hmm. You know, and like people will say, yeah, it's like actual like, reverence, actual, actual reverence yeah. or like some aspect of like a healthy kind of fear. Yeah. You know, and then as I kept on reading, like I was led to understand that the fear of the Lord just really means like humility, hmm. you know, and humbling yourself before God, humbling yourself in a sense where you recognize your insignificance. You recognize your own importance. Mm-hmm. You recognize that it's really not you. It's really like, and, and I think that ties into the reverence is that you're so insignificant that all that, like when you come to that point, mm-hmm. it's like you said, right? Um, you're almost like a child. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're almost like a child where you realize that there is something for me to learn. Mm-hmm. I actually do need to look up to someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when they say the fear of the Lord is understanding your insignificance and the fact that you don't have it all figured out together. You know, and that you need to look up to someone. Yeah. And that's why they say it's the beginning of wisdom. Because when you humble yourself, that is the only place you can start to learn yeah. from. Yeah. And, you know, it's the same thing. Because I think for me also, especially in that form of childlike things, mm. seeing people as children, it helps me a lot to relate with them in terms of, like, giving people grace and mm. understanding. And, you know, allowing people to be themselves. Because I think as children, we're taught how to be... um how to change things in us that we need that I feel like we needed to be like obviously there are some things that need to be caught out as yeah. child just child, uh, child likeness but I think one thing I've learned is that you know I allow people to be child childlike allow people to be children again because I think people are are looking for that kind of way to like be children and all of that yeah. so I think especially now in our walk with God I think knowing that we need to be like children helps me a lot to be like okay. I, in that place of humility that rah okay uh i don't know things mm-hmm. like That's for scary, me though. like it's scary like for me it's like i don't know anything like what i knew today is a tool can be a totally different thing like i said when i said that i became from oh that the place of pride to becoming mm. like humble and enough to be like like i call i call this a humility 2021 mm. for me because it's like uh the amount of like as i call it there's a song by Dave in the fire. I don't know. It was like when I listened to the song, I was like, this is tried by fire when it's like mm. you become purified and everything. I think for me, it was basically one of the um, experiences was humility because mm. like I basically realized that I have nothing. Mm. I don't know anything. Mm. And who I am, when, and it, it helped me a lot to deal with who I really am. Like, mm. because one thing that really, really scares me sometimes is like, wow sorry i'm already being um, a lot vulnerable like this is i guess this is why this was done <laughs> release it's it. called release, exactly. release it. <laughs> um for me it's like dealing with who i really am mm. scares me and i thank god for grace because mm. if i deal with who i really am i should like i shouldn't really be on this earth i shouldn't be hum- i shouldn't be like um i shouldn't be I don't deserve anything if mm-hmm. I deal with who I really am. You know, there are little, little things that we say, okay, I'm a good person here and there, but you can realize that I'm a bad person in this situation. I struggle with this. I have this mm. struggle here. It helps me to understand and it gives me a lot of humility to realize that I, I need I need a savior. I can't do this mm-hmm. on my own. And that's where it comes from. Like, that's where like that form of humility, like you said, the fear of the Lord is being of wisdom, being like, oh, I, don't, I don't know anything. I just, I'm just... And I'm like bread, bro. And do you know what's crazy is that we live in such a world where like there's such a contrasting ideology where mm-hmm. we pride ourselves in how much knowledge that we have, you know? And mm-hmm. so we pride ourselves in knowledge certainty. Yeah. And that's why everyone's like, oh, let's check the statistics, check the numbers, what's the data telling you? Mm-hmm. Because we want that certainty that's proven like evidently through the numbers or whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And so like to actually like recognize like, I think people struggle to think that you can't apply that that way of thinking to yourself where it's like you don't need no like you don't need numbers to like mm-hmm. uh like enumerate what kind of good stuff you've done or like you don't need to be like I've given this amount of money so that makes me a good person. And I think that's how we think a lot is that yeah. we try to show by our works 
we try to show by what we're doing, mm-hmm. you know. But like the, I guess the Christian way of thinking is like, no matter what, like you don't know anything. You actually don't. You actually don't, and that is fine. Because you don't need fine. to. Yeah, you don't need to because you would probably lose it. <laughs> you will. Like our human minds cannot fathom like, like all that kind of knowledge, man. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, no, nah, bro. <laughs> this is what a way to start, though. Um, I, I, guys, again, this is completely off script. <laughs> so just us talking, man. I don't know, but like I said, as a spirit leads, we're just gonna try and get through this. And yeah, um, in like, okay, I think I found a way to just go into this in, in a way of um, understanding that we need a savior. We come to the understanding that Jesus came down from. Um, the most comfortable place for me just to be like okay when the bible says whom shall i send and who will go for us and mm-hmm. jesus said here i'll be the one to go for it to save them mm-hmm. and you know all the things that i really realized is that okay it takes a lot of love for someone to be like i'm very comfortable mm. i am at i have everything i need but i'm still gonna come down to the lowest point mm-hmm. so yeah Again, if let me just pause a bit. We're talking about Christmas. Christmas has just passed. Has just gone by. Today is the twenty sixth mm. or twenty seventh. Um, so Christmas has just gone by, and we're just trying to explain like our own our understanding yeah. how God has shown us what Christmas, what what the season of Christmas, the birth of Jesus Christ, the things that we've really like seen through it. So yeah, for me, one thing I really saw was like Christ's coming down from his own most comfortable place mm-hmm. where he's like the son of God. like He's chilling. He's chilling at like, it's just so comfortable. That's one thing is like, there's nothing for me to do. I do not need to do this mm. because he, he had the choice. I mean, I don't think God will force him to do that, but yeah. he genuinely chose to do that for us. And that for me was like the greatest form of love is like you said, um, Great, no greater love than for a man sacrifices his yeah. life for his friends and everything. So that is what the script, that is God's confirming. That's what Jesus did, coming down to come from the most pure form mm-hmm. as the son of God to come and die for us. It's like, I don't need to come down here for you guys. Like, mm-hmm. but I'd rather, but because I'd rather be closer to you i'd rather do everything to, i have to be closer to you mm. i would want to do that mm. because i know that i know that i want to be so close to you and i know that sin separates me from you mm. so i would rather come down to the to purest for to the most impure form because i don't believe we as humans are really like pure like i said no dealing with who we really are is really something we need to start like it's really like a thing that makes us realize we need a savior. Yeah. Basically. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, I like that. I think there's something that um, my really good friend tells me. She tells me that, you know, uh, love is a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, like, God God chooses us. Mm-hmm. And him sending Christ down is, is his choice. You know, and him uh, sending Christ is, again, like, it's like you said, like, also, like the greatest form of love is sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Like when the Bible says, "For God so give," for, I always mess up this verse. Something I recited a thousand times in my in my youth. It happens, man. It happens. <laughs> for God so love the world that He mm-hmm. gave, mm-hmm. you know, giving as a form of sacrifice. Yeah. You know, and that's I think Christ exemplifies that. But like, in terms of even like, because if I'm being very honest, like I've been saying this around, but like it literally doesn't feel or it didn't feel like Christmas to me. Mm-hmm. For the longest of times, and I think maybe because I've been thrusted into the adult world and mm-hmm. the secular world, where it's like instead of Merry Christmas, we tell you Happy Holidays. <laughs> but like, um, I don't know. Like, you kind of lose like the understanding of, here. of what it really means, mm-hmm. you know. And I think like of recent, I've been thinking about that, and I I've been thinking about how Christmas represents hope, 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 you know, and how the birth of Jesus is the birth of hope. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, there's this thought I had where it's like, really, like I think about the Christian life, and I think about there's something that I, I was when I was in the Bible study, and we were talking about it, about how, you know, as a Christian, even though like sometimes your reality is like, 
not the best. So like for, yeah. for example, like you're you're ill and you're not feeling well, you make a choice to still speak life over yourself. Hmm. You know, and for me, it's like it's I'm like being convicted. Go ahead. You know, and and for me, it's like that that is that is that exemplifies hope. It's mm-hmm. like regardless of your reality, you hope for something better. And for me, that I feel like that's even what prayers are. And that's what praying represents. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes, like, I guess maybe, like, we, we pray expecting an answer, which is valid. I think God allows us to do that. And you expect that. That's what, it's, that's what it's needed. You know, but sometimes our prayers are just really cries of hope. You know, and I think Christ, in him being born, he was the birth of hope. But not necessarily hope for this world. Mm-hmm. Well, not, 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 that's paraphrase that not, not hope in this world but hope for the world to come mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know and so like regardless of our state even like some you see some people praying seriously over like people who have cancer and all yeah. like, praying for their healing you know and I think Christ does do miracles and he does heal people yep. Yep. you know but like sometimes it's like we're crying we cry on because we, we believe in a better in a better world in a mm-hmm. better future and sometimes, you know, this world is not it, you know. And so we're crying on for that hope that is yet to come. And I think mm-hmm. that's what Christ is. Even for, like, the people of Israel when Christ was born, they had their own sense of, like, what that hope was. They thought that Christ would be this political ruler who would come and who would vanqu- uh, free them from oppression of, um, from the Roman um, rule, right? But Christ was a completely different type of king. They were expecting mm-hmm. a king who would come with his sword and would fight but the truth is christ is a sword except mm. that his sword, sword divides your thoughts and divides your heart and like you like what you pierces, think yep. it pierces it right you know hebrews 4 12 right and so like it's like they, that was their hope they hoped for a ruler but yeah. like christ came and flipped the script it's like no like mm-hmm. i'm presenting you hope for a world much better than what you're seeking to come out of here mm-hmm. i'm presenting hope for a relationship, a loving relationship with God in heaven. Mm-hmm. And like you said, he did that out of love. That's true. And that, that's and I think that's what Christmas is. It's like, you know, it's like, it's, it's, it's just like a renewal of hope. It's like, regardless of your situation, regardless of what it is, you mm-hmm. know, Christ was born. And that's something to be excited about. Because, you know, like each day as we go through life and all, like things may seem mundane. We know that at the end of all of this, you know, all of this will have some kind of meaning and we'll be able to be with our Savior in heaven. Yeah, yeah. All of this is just hope, basically, for me. I do completely agree with you. Like, for me, I try to just go through, like, the um, what happened in the Bible and the mm-hmm. whole story and, like, trying to do my Bible reading because for the first time, you know, we hear about the birth of Jesus and what happened and... Uh, mm-hmm. How there was no room for him at the end. I think everyone knows that story. Everyone knows that story. Even the unbeliever and the world knows that story. And for me also, I just think like, for me, Jesus just came to just everything Jesus did from the moment he came to the earth, how he came to the the earth, poof, (laughs) hitch factor. It's fine, bruv. We move. Um, The earth, um, he... What's the what's the sorry? I lost my train of thought. Yeah, he came to the earth during his ministry on the earth. What he did, everything he did was so not the normal. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't the norm. The norm, like okay. First of all, like for me, I looked at the birth of Jesus, and it was just like the Holy Spirit will come and impregnate someone. Telling that to someone. Through normal eyes, they're like, you're sick in the head. And you know, let's even like stick on that point. The fact that the person who God chose to bring his son through Mary, mm-hmm. Mary was a lowly servant girl. Oh. You would expect that the birth of a king would be through a palace and like through like someone. I mean, look at Pharaoh and all of them. You know? Yeah. But he chose a lowly servant girl. Someone who probably like is not even like is a castaway in like terms of social status. Yeah, that's it. But the birth of Christ, the Savior of the world, was through a servant. Isn't that crazy? That would change the way some of us think about our house girls. <laughs> Again, <laughs> humility. Humility, man. Because God can use whoever he wants to use and you can say nothing. Because mm. it's like, it was just a lot when I was just like, okay, you impregnated a low servant girl. Mm. Oh my God, okay. Mm. <laughs> 
and she was about to get married to someone mm. and it's just like joseph joseph saw his babe <laughs> now nah, i'm gonna bring it down like for <laughs> me i don't like to i i want to bring it down to the level of yeah. how i talk joseph saw his babe impregnated mm. and the babe said he was impregnated by the holy spirit in my own eyes i'm just like if someone comes to tell me i'll just be like mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah mm. i don't know how to i don't know how to react yeah. to that because like it's like you're telling me oh you're lying yeah <laughs> because the normal thing is like again through the normal eyes you say that okay she slept with someone else she That's did true. that she done she done something she had extramarital affair and all of the situations but she didn't because it was through the holy spirit and it was like weird for for anyone to understand even joseph himself was like yeah i'm gonna like I'll stick with this. No. Oh, 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 yeah. He said he was going to cut. He said he was going to cut. Yeah, like, he was like, no, true, I'm true. not doing this anymore. I don't know. Because, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if my I don't, I don't. It's not my son. Yeah. You're not my dad. <laughs> you're, you're not my dad. <laughs> <laughs> you're not my dad. You're not the father. <laughs> you're not the father. Exactly. So, it's like, in that moment, that, that could be all the thoughts. And for me, it's just like, God loves chaos. He just sometimes I'm sorry to say, but when I think of God, it's just like he loves to use the most dumb things to confound. Like yeah, the, let's be careful in like how we describe it though. Like in terms of like him like loving chaos. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, I get what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm. I'm not saying God loves chaotic situations. <laughs> I'm just saying that God uses any situation, crazy circumstances. Crazy circumstances. That's the right word. Sorry. Like I said. I don't know how to use being English. <laughs> so I'm not really... So crazy circumstances to like really show that, to man. Make point. To make a point. Lowly servant, a carpenter, they, they never consummated the marriage, never had sex, and they're pregnant. Imagine that in that situation today. What are you going to do? Ask yourself that question. And you're just going to be like, raw. Mm. But it's also one thing going forward. It's like I saw that God really from joseph by sending the angels they say mm. bros that's me the holy oh. spirit came over her you should not cut her that is your wife because that was i was reading something that was joseph's joseph's um dream girl mm. and all of a sudden he's questioning everything yeah but god affirmed that and that's crazy that's, that's so loving man that's what i'm saying I, and i think that just speaks to how like understanding god is yeah you know we talk about christ about how like christ mm-hmm is was born you know so that god can understand our struggles and plight but even before the inception of christ you know he showed like just being understanding you know like in terms of like understanding what joseph was probably like going through and feeling you know because i think joseph had all right to like feel some type of way right but like he still came and he was like yo it's fine like this is not any extramarital thing like yeah you know explanation yeah. For me, it was more of an affirmation that, okay, fam, like, I understand. It's a bit of a mad thing. So we just have to be like, okay, you just have to understand that I'm the one that did it. Don't throw it away. And you know one thing? I also saw something about Joseph. Joseph was like, um, I'm going to carefully um, tell her to go. Like, okay, uh. I'm not going to cut it. I was like, okay, that's something people need to do. If you want to end something, I'm sure Joseph didn't end it, but if you want to end something, end things well mm. i don't know why that i just saw it was just like end things well i was just like okay because you know people be like okay just because things end you have to end things chaotically for life to just move yeah. on but i again when you're used to trauma i'm speaking to myself that's, a, that's another conversation <laughs> that's another conversation <laughs> but when you're used to trauma some things you can just end things peacefully and remember um if it's possible i call uh, as long as it depend, depends on you be at peace with all human beings so yeah. For me, I saw that I was like, okay, you chose to end things because he still remained righteous and he still he still maintained his integrity mm-hmm. and um, himself yeah. under pressure. So I saw that and I was like, okay, yeah, that that's a good. That's so funny how that was teaching me mm-hmm. that this morning when it's just breath of Jesus. But yeah, that's one thing that taught me. What do you? What else? Um, well, I don't know, like, I, I was reading over, like, the story of Luke, uh, the story of the birth of Jesus in Luke, mm-hmm. and I don't know, when I was reading, I just really stuck to, like, on, 
the verse where the angel came and was like telling Mary about, you know, you will birth a son, yeah. the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Mm-hmm. In fact, even rewind that. So in that same passage of scripture, mm-hmm. you know, the Holy Spirit came and visited Zechariah, who is the father of John the Baptist, yep. right? And then um, John the, uh, and then Zechariah, like he told Zechariah, you know, God has heard your cries and your prayers. Yeah. Zechariah and his wife, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, they're already really old and like, they're like, like people were looking at Elizabeth as a like disgrace because she was barren, Oof. right? And so, you know, like they were old, they didn't even think they could like give birth, right? Mm-hmm. And so the angel of God appeared, Gabriel, and he was like, you know, God has heard your cries, yeah. you're gonna get a son. This is he's going to prepare the way for the Messiah, mm-hmm. just giving him the whole like lowdown, right? And then Zachariah's attitude to that was like, like, why should I believe this? You know, like my wife and I are old. You know, and then the angel kind of got like, he was like, yo, I'm Gabriel. Like, I have like sat like before the presence of God. Like, I'm telling you this, you know, and for the fact that you didn't believe, like, you're going to be, I think the word in the Bible is like dumb. Mute. Mute or whatever, right? Uh, Until your son is born. Mm -hmm. If you contrast that with like, and this is something I was trying to like, I was really trying to deep, like, contrast that with Mary's attitude. Mm -hmm. Where like, he told Mary a similarly like bonkers kind of thing. He was like, you're a virgin, but you're going to give birth. Mm Right, but I think Mary's attitude was much different. Mary's attitude was more like, "Okay, how is this going to happen?" Like, I believe you. Yeah, I believe you. How is this going to oh, happen? Oh, oh, oh. You know, and you know the crazy thing is that it's like, not that Mary. Like for like what I'm hearing now is that it's like it's okay to question, but the way you questioned it was the wrong, the wrong way. Exactly. I think, and then like even when the angel Gabriel was speaking to Zechariah, he was like, "How come you don't believe?" You know, hmm. so like he was full of doubt. And what I find crazy is like there are like maybe like five preceding verses when the angel is telling him all these visions of grandeur about what John is like sent to do and that even the fact that he even affirmed by saying that God has heard your cries, he has mm-hmm. heard your prayer. Yeah. I'm like, that's enough. You know, yeah. and they're telling you like these are all the great things your son is going to do. Mary was like the angel just came to Mary was like Hey Mary, you're highly favored. You know, the Holy Spirit is going to come up. Like you're going to bear a son, or blah blah blah. Mary was like, she was kind of like freaked out, but like she was like, okay, but how is I'm a virgin? How is this going to happen, right? And so like the fact that Zechariah was like still doubting, even though like God had affirmed, He said you are going to like we heard your prayers. You know, I like you know for me, I always like to I I always say like for me one thing I always try to do is come down to the person's level and understand why they did something yeah. because Zechariah is old. Yeah. Zechariah is at the point of like, ac- you know, there's acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, when you've prayed so long, it, and again, there's no point in me hiding something. There's things I pray for yeah. and I don't receive the answer and I'm just like, oh, well, it is what it is. Yeah. It's not that I don't believe you can do it. I believe, okay, you don't want to do it for mm. me. That's it. And it's like, I feel like Zechariah got to that point that it's like, fam, Okay, no problem. I'll continue to do this work and everything, and just but I will like like he stopped expecting, which yeah. is which for me is again. I'm sorry to say, I'm not trying to um accept. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to use that word. I'm not trying to accept um Zekara's actions. I'm trying to understand from his yeah. own point of view, saying that okay, I'm old. Which I've prayed about it long time, and I've accepted that. Maybe it's like it's done, it's done, it's like going to happen. Yeah. Which is fair, but like you can also like look at Mary's situation and say, Mary's being told something similarly like more crazy. Like which one of them is more improbable? Someone like giving birth after menopause or someone like giving birth without like being a vir- like being a virgin. Those are both like very improbable. I rest my case. Right? <laughs> I and, rest my case. And yeah. so both of these people are being told like things that are like beyond like understanding. But it's like the posture that they had in receiving that. Hard posture, yeah. You know, Mary had more of a humble posture, whereas like she believed, like this is the voice of God telling me this, you know? Even though she was like confused and like was kind of freaked out by what's happening, but she was like, okay, I believe, but just tell me how. <laughs> you know, just tell me how. Zechariah could have easily said the same things like, yeah. Yeah, I believe, but it's like, like, show me, like, why should I believe this? You know, more of an arrogant kind of, like, you can, I honestly, I understand his frustration. He's probably been praying, like, people are looking at him down. It's like, but at the same time, too, I don't know. I think maybe that story is just to show us, like, different really, house postures, different man. postures, man. Like, sometimes it's just like, 
you humble yourself and you're like, okay, yeah. I don't understand this, but I trust and I believe and, you know, yeah. and yeah, like, like the whole story of like Mary giving birth, it's just, it's so, it's so beautiful, man. Just, it's, it's just like God, like God building his kingdom literally from the grassroots, from the lowest of people, from the poorest of people. Yeah, and all I could see again, for me, what I just realized was just more of a case of love, confirmation, and affirmation. It was a lot of things that, okay, I said this before, now it's see the fulfillment. Like, oh, said this before. You know, you know when, like, you know when, sorry, I watch a lot of crime and (laughs) crime shows where they just like connect the dot and they have their own point Mm -hmm. and everything. So it's like, when one plus one is equal to, equal to two, yeah. that's what I that's how I mentioned. It. it just felt like a lot of things were making more sense. Oh, a virgin is gonna do say, do this. Yeah, said this in Isaiah Isaiah seven. Mm-hmm. I I can't quite remember the first, but it's like um a lot of things were just happening for me. And you know, again, we come back to that word humility. Going further, we're reading like okay, Jesus was giving birth to in a stable. There was no room for mm. them at the inn and everything. I was just like. This is the son of God coming down to the lowest form again, lowest form, lowest spirits form, being wrapped in swaddling clothes in a mentor where he was like, excuse me, this is the son of God. If he wanted to be born in the temple, he would have. Unless even Sorry, not in the temple. The, the palace. The palace, yeah. And let's even paint that picture of like where Jesus was actually born. Because mm-hmm. I think like maybe like we, when we think of that, we think of all these like dramas and plays that we watched growing up where like, it's like it's like some nicely wrapped thing with like nah, hey, sir. Jesus was born in a feeding trough for animals. Where like a donkey is sticking its tongue, a horse is probably sticking its tongue. Jesus was born in that. I didn't know the full no major. I just realized that, yeah. That's lowly that's the lowliest of low places ever. Mm-hmm. You know? This is the son of man being born there. And like I was I was because I was watching a video by the Bible project. You know, and they said like the wise men came and they were like, so not the wise men, it's like the the shepherds. Shepherds, yeah. These shepherds are probably filthy and all. And like, imagine a newborn baby. Like, like it's it's just like everything yeah. is like messy ish. But this is the son of man. I mean, I and, just. And do you know what's so confounding is that like it just shows how like it's not about like your status. It's not about like anything like you are. Like it's really not about material things like. God is doing, like, the work God comes to do, it goes far beyond, like, the things external to us and, like, the material things. It's really, on like, what's happening in the heart and, like, really, like, what God, like, like, God cares about, like, the heart, you know? And so, like, the whole act of his birth, it's, like, it's not about status. God does not care about your social status. He doesn't. You know, he's more concerned with, like, what is this doing to you in your heart? Mm-hmm. How is it being transformed? Regardless of how, and it takes humility. And I think God, in this world, will keep on. And maybe this yeah, is yeah, like that the, is it. This is the underlying theme of what we're <laughs> talking about. That's what we're about. talking about. If we're now okay, I think humility. Yeah, I think that's what it's just because what I wrote from studying was love and affirmation. Like, okay, God was affirming a lot of things, which will go little very soon into. But what I'm literally seeing more is just like. Like I said, the love, love, humility is actually a lot. Humility is really, really exhibits love more and more. Mm-hmm. Love and trust because it's like, fam, I could choose. There's one definition of humility you usually say, I forgot it. Um, str- something about being stronger. Like, there's this definition that you said you and your friend you ha- usually have. Well, humility or meekness? I don't know. It. Oh, oh. Um, I think so. I think it was meekness. Where like it's like, it's. I think it's meekness is more like power under control, mm-hmm. or like power like with restraint. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think humility is kind of the same. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's like God could have presented this birth of His Son in such a grand, Fam, grand way. Party man, Faji man, exactly. all these things. But He held that back, you know, and just like showed the raw nature of like what this is really about. It's not about what you try to be or what you try to present yourself as. You know, it's not about your social status, right? And I think that's what God was really trying to hit home with the birth of Jesus. It's literally building his kingdom from the ground up, from the people who are dejected the most by society. 
but the people who are probably looked at like with no like sense of like care whatsoever mm-hmm. those are the people god came for the shepherds all of them when like it that. says like be poor in spirit oh my god be poor in spirit that is what that's who god came for I don't know. I'm just, uh, <laughs> you know, when you, his realizations are just like, man, uh, it's the Holy Spirit, man. I don't know, man. I just don't know how to. I like for me, it's like, you know, when you say things and you're just like, That's I didn't say that. I don't know anything. Exactly. I don't know anything. <laughs> That's how it feels sometimes, and man. it just, it literally, like, it's literally wonderful because I think now I'm realizing more and more when. I begin to talk to myself the most is when the Holy Spirit is talking to me. I'm mm. just like, uh, so mm. some the <laughs> thing I can label as madness might be <laughs> what he might be using. But yeah, um, going forward to, I think we've just stapled like, yeah, like it's just a lot of humble things yeah. that we just saw. Then for me, I like to look things from people's perspective. Like I was seeing a lot of things from Joseph and like Mary okay. going forward and like seeing all the situations that happen. I think because of the things that were to come, there was a lot of things that God had to affirm that brother, brother and sister, I got you. Because mm. like, you know, when something comes from more than two mouths, mm-hmm. to me, like the same, the exact thing comes from more than two, three mouths. Like we have to, take that into consideration yeah. so we have to take that okay there's something here we need to actually like understand what is happening here so for me it was like okay um we think about they were in the manger they were in the manger mm-hmm. the shepherds came okay why are the shepherds coming like who are you i don't know anything about yeah. you like from joseph mary like i don't know these guys but why are they here, why are they, here? they came they and they gave them a word about saying that okay the Messiah is here. All mm. of them come in and, okay. Knowing Mary, 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 they said, Bible said Mary said nothing, but she knew. Mm. So her knowing helped like, okay, God's got me in this situation. Imagine how like emboldened, like in her faith she felt. Yeah, like all of that. Even Joseph as well too. Yeah. Joseph that was about to like get rid of his wife <laughs> was about, was saying, okay, this is, okay, I see you working. Then again, the wise men came. The wise men came after with the gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Mm-hmm. For me, it was like, okay, why are you people coming? Like, it's, they said, a star led them there. Mm. Again, my... Not <laughs> crazy. It's just like a lot of things are just been like... For me, the whole birth of Jesus just seems... It's hard for people to believe. Yeah. I understand why it's hard for people to believe. I understand why... Um, it's impossible to believe Jesus without faith. It's without, without faith because if you do not, if you believe, if you if you look at these things towards the um, eyes of, um, more like a logical eye. Yeah, a logical eye or carnal eye. You're just gonna be like, no, it's not possible. Like yeah. this is not what this this one plus one has to be equal to. But God is saying one plus one has to be equal to one plus one. Oh, sorry, eleven. Mm-hmm. So it's like a lot of things were just happening. The star leading them, the Holy Spirit. Um, um, the Holy Spirit will come upon Mary and she will give, she will be, um, she will conceive a child. All of those things are like, you need faith to believe those yeah. things because you have to because those things cannot be understand understood by um, just words by yeah. just understanding. So and you know like the star leading wise men, how will wise men come and everybody? Mm-hmm. People will say that those are coincidence, but those are no coincidence. Shepherds are coming, wise men are coming. Okay. After that, imagine now you did not believe all those things. God says, "Bet." It um they went back to um Jerusalem. Yeah. I can't quite remember, and they met Simeon, uh, who yeah. had been waiting for the birth of the Messiah yeah, yeah. so that he could die. Mm. And they said he would not die, and Until he, he gave them a whole word in um just one moment. Let me just quickly. Luke. No, yeah. Luke? Yeah, it's Luke. Chapter 2, verse 22 to 26 to 33. And it was like, Simeon will not die until Messiah come. And all I could see was that God was just affirming. In that moment, they said Joseph and Mary were like astounded at, okay. He literally, you know, I'm just going to quickly go to that. Luke 2, 26 to see what, just here was Simeon. So from verse 26, um, so from 
25b the holy spirit was upon um simeon and had and had revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the messiah that day the spirit led him to the temple so when mary and joseph came to present the baby jesus to the lord as the to the lord as the lord required simeon was there he took the child in his arm and praised god saying sovereign lord now let your servant die in peace as you've promised i have seen your salvation which you have prepared for all people he is light to reveal god to the nations and he is the glory of all your people jesus parents were amazed at what was being said Mm. so like imagine having that from a man you just don't know and all of a sudden it's like saying yeah like this kid is great you just have to now be like okay yeah god i've accepted it like (laughs) whatever happens happen because i think he was kind of giving them we we, we says write down the Write down the vision, make it plain yeah. so that when when men will see it, we run. It also helps you to know that man. Because what's to come? Jesus was gonna die. Jesus was gonna preach. Jesus was gonna be at, at age thirteen, age twelve, or yeah, I think it's thirteen, right? Yeah, age twelve or thirteen, being in the um, being in the temple preaching yeah, all preaching, of that. Yeah. So you know that ah, when you forgotten about these things, if you write it down and remember that ah. You had many confirmations. You had mm-hmm. many things saying that this is what is going to happen. So, like for me, it was a lot of affirmations and they had a lot to hold on to for when Jesus was going to go to the cross and when he was going to, like when he, during his journey on earth. And I think that's something for parents, like parents always try to hold on to whatever is spoken over a child mm-hmm. so that they remember, that, okay, this is what you said about them. And you know what's crazy is that all these promises were already like, they're all the, the Israelites were already aware that they, they were all anticipating the Messiah. Oh, before, before this all is, of this. Yeah. And so, if anything, from the moment the angel appeared, that's really all they really needed to like be convicted and convinced mm-hmm. that this is actually happening. But God, again, I think and it's, that's his loving nature and affirming them that, like, mm-hmm. you know, this is actually something I'm doing and I'm sending you all these signs just to, just to kind of like carry you through this process and affirm you that, you know, like, this is me, yeah. right? And sending Simeon. I think there's another lady who showed up after who was like also speaking like right? I didn't even go that far. Yeah, yeah, and it's crazy. It's like all of this wasn't necessary. But because I think of I think of just like how important this moment was, mm-hmm. it needed to be done this way. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah, man. So yeah, um we don't want to take too much of your time. <laughs> but I think the moral of the story for me was just realizing the essence of humility and just also reminding people that man like for me i've always been uh again i'm i don't really like have anything to hide in my life at this point now i'm really a person of like you know what jesus is all that we really really need and him coming down from his most comfortable place ever as a son coming down it just shows for me the love that we all try to seek because we all have a god we have a God-shaped size, mm. God-shaped, God-shaped size, God-sized hole. God-sized hole, whatever it is, fam. We just we know that we need something to help us in this life. For me, it's just like realizing that love. When the Bible says in Romans eight, where it's like nothing can actually separate us from His love, we actually realize that from the moment He comes down, He makes the decision because again, love is the decision. He decides to come down and be like. I love you too much to be allowed sin to pray to you. So I'm going to come to the most impure form, mm. be giving birth to in the most stinking place, mm. be around the people that are, according to human standards, low, just to show you that I love you enough and I'm willing to die for you and I'm willing to do everything to be closer to you. And yes, I think people need to know about who Jesus is. And for me, this podcast is just about I I think for us, for me, I can't speak for myself. Mm-hmm. He will speak soon. It's just like for me, it's just about like, let people know about the Savior through, our, through, through us mm-hmm. and through the eyes of like, for me, I like to look through the eyes of empathy, which is basically coming down to the low, the people's levels and be like, okay, I understand, but also I can help you get back up from mm-hmm. there. So it's not like, because I am not, I don't know. I'm not a preacher. I'll say it again. I'm not a preacher because I don't have the facilities for that because um, I'm just a pastor. Nobody's a pastor. I just feel like for me, it's just, it's, it's easier for me to always be 
empathetic and understand people and help them get back up where things are because <laughs> we're, all, we're, just, we're all just trying to figure it out and we just oh. need a savior in this world and I think that's what that's what release is about. Release is just oh, I don't like what I'm doing here right yeah, now. It's, but all, it's all good. Let it's me, all good but yeah. Let, let me help here. Um, so I think I guess kind of like the wrapping all this up I think one of the things that maybe Maybe we need to ponder about because I think Christmas maybe represents a lot of different things to like a lot of different people. You know, mm-hmm. it is a celebration of I think it's seen as a celebration of family and celebration of like life. And it's like the holiday season where people realize their families mean something, you know. But I think it's also an opportunity to and it's not like you shouldn't be doing this throughout the year, but understand that like. You know, it is a privilege mm-hmm. that we get, at least for, for those who are opportune to spend time with their families. But, like, it's a privilege for us to be alive, first of all. Yeah. It's a privilege for us who are able to to spend time with our families and mm-hmm. to ad- acknowledge all the blessings we have in our lives. But I think one of the biggest things God has been teaching me or has taught me is that, mm-hmm. you know, we are blessed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, like, that's really what, like, Christmas is, like... A blessing in that, like, the same hope that God has given us, we extend that hope to other people. Yep, yep. The same blessings that we've been given, you know, we whether it's, I don't know, in our service, in our time, finances, we serve other people, mm-hmm. you know, because we know that an example has been set before us. Yes, yes. And that's what Christmas represents to me. And, I mean, honestly, like, I say that, but, like, I've been saying the last few days, like, it doesn't really feel like Christmas. But yeah. I think slowly God is teaching me that lesson, um, you know, and, like, I'll be honest, too. Like, I know we're ending this off, but I'm, like, I'm like uh, here back in, like, Calgary to see my family. But half my family have COVID, you know. Mm. And I'm, like, kind of just in this weird spot where, like, this may be the first Christmas that I've spent without my family mm. in my life. You know, and I realize how much of a blessing it has been for the last 22, 23 years of my life. You don't take those for granted. You know, you don't take I, it for granted. Last year taught me that. That's why I was so excited to be like, because last year, you know, we were separated from everyone. Mm. My parents were back from Nigeria, the whole COVID thing, and I couldn't go see my friends. It was, for me, the worst Christmas of my lifetime. Yeah. So I understand exactly yeah. what it And like, honestly, like, you know, sometimes it's like, like, that may be the reality, but that's fine. You know, it's that, okay, I recognize that this is the situation, but really, like, what is Christmas about? Like, there's people out here who are, like, dejected, who have no hope, who have no, like, who cannot even fathom what tomorrow is going to be like, and who are so, yeah. like, downtrodden. Like, but what Christmas represents that we are, we have an eternal hope. Mm-hmm. You know, an eternal hope for me represents infinite hope. <laughs> and so there's an infinite source for us to pull from yeah. in terms of extending that hope to people and telling them, yeah, you know, the situation is rough right now, and I understand. Maybe I won't fully, but I can come from a place of empathy and say, you know, your situation is tough, and I can't possibly fathom it, but, you know, there is a hope after all of this. Mm-hmm. And what matters most is that, where does your salvation lie? <laughs> you know, are you, like, Christ wants to be with you in heaven. Yeah. You know, so it's past the suffering that we see now, and, like, I understand that's a very tough thing for us to get through, and maybe something that needs more thought, but really to understand that, like, I guess God is playing the long game. You know, <sighs> long sometimes game. that's hard to believe. It, Trust it me, is, man. because that's the thing: as human beings, we're wired for like instant gratification. We're wired for like the here and now, and like what is happening now, just meeting our needs for tomorrow. You know, but I think God wants us to think about. You know, He wants to spend time in eternity with us, and anything we do on Earth right now is an investment for that. Yeah, you know, and so like, I don't know, maybe like. For anyone who's listening to this, maybe, like, consider more, like, what does Christmas mean to you? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, we can enjoy, like, around the table with our friends and family, but, you know, are we, let, let's try and extend that love and extend, like, extend our hope to other people. Yeah. You know, let's not just, like, d- drown Christmas down to one day, you know, but let, let this be a constant reminder on our minds that, you know, we have a hope in Jesus. Yeah. And everyone does, too, but yeah. people are not aware of it. Yeah. Right. And so like, yeah, like, I don't know, like, I know he mentioned like kind of what this podcast represents for, for him, I guess for myself too, you know, I, well, like I, 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 I always say this, I'm a self-proclaimed weakling and I will happily confess my, you know, my weaknesses to everyone so that others may learn mm-hmm. so that I may learn as well. Yeah. You know? 
and I like I do so like by writing sometimes and by because I had a podcast as well but you know I really think that sometimes maybe like the way people view Christianity and I don't want this to be like I I, I want like this to be a way for people to really see Christianity for what it is mm-hmm. you know Christianity is very rooted in reality. We're not just out here living some kind of kumbaya fantasy life. It's tough, man. Life is tough. Refinement is not easy. <laughs> you know, when he said, you know, um, was a small meme where he feels like, yes, salvation, then salvation seems happy, then and what's the word after, sanctif- after sanctification. sanctification? Sanctification feels like, oh, God. Sanctification is rough, man. So, like, the it's process of sanctification, for me... I think one thing is that people always try to be like, okay, I'm past it. But I like to be like, okay, this is where I am at. Because mm. I, I just, like for me, I just, I, 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 I just have like, why are people always like, uh, um, I've done it. Yeah. But no one, ever, no one ever actually works with like, okay, I'm right here too. And like, this is where it is for me <laughs> as well too. So it's not like, I, I, and that's one thing I really, 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 really struggle with. It's just like, especially in the walk of life, thank God, because like this year, God really confirmed me. Well, we're really past time, but yeah. <laughs> don't worry, next two, three minutes. God really confirmed me where it's like, you know what? You need to get into community because it's like, again, yeah. I used to walk, do like, I don't need anybody and all of that. But mm. <laughs> again, humility. Exactly. So, but yeah that that would be for another episode as yeah. god leads and everything so yeah we i guess we just have to cut this here before yeah because no. i know i can we know i know we can continue off this yeah and merry christmas to everyone really. merry christmas to like, you blessings to you and your family and really just embrace the blessings and the gifts that you have and you know god bless everyone and yeah hopefully talk to you guys soon i guess <laughs> it might be sooner than, actually no wishing you guys the new year because we're a back ha- in the a year. happy new year as well a happy new year as well too don't so, wait till january 1st to set your new year's goal send them right now today tomorrow is a new year and pray life. about them exactly pray about them because not every goal is yeah wise. many other plans in a man's heart but, you know the, the lord's purpose, purpose shall prevail sorry this is how it's gonna i be. think you should wrap it there <laughs> all right guys take merry care christmas, merry christmas year, and wishing you a happy new year